1: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in and deep dive into our subject today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, sponsors plural uh first of all dr dish the number one shooting machine on the market is it, it, the customer services i i can tell you a story of like oh geez maybe it's two or three years ago where i couldn't get I, it was, and it was an older machine it wasn't one of the newer machines but i couldn't get it and they they literally sat on the phone with me for almost an hour um trying to problem solve eventually we got it eventually we needed to get a couple pieces kind of sent, but um, their customer service. And that, that, that for, at that point on, they had a customer for life. So go mention Coach Unplugged or, or Coach Collins or any of us, and they'll give you $400 off, for you, I said it right, $400 off your next purchase. Also go over and check out paytubes.com for coaches who wanna get better. If you're looking to become a better basketball coach, you're looking to expand, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for resources, Troops.com is the answer. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's better than Netflix because it comes with me. It comes with one-on-one calls. It comes with um, resources and things to make you a better basketball coach. It has everything that you're going to need in one spot. It has the roadmap set up for you so you know to kind of go tackle all the things that you need in order to solve um, your basketball questions. So go over and check it out. It also helps us pay the bills. So go over and check that out. Also, you know, I said this, um, I, I said this on a, on a couple other podcasts, we'd love if you go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, uh, the Five Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, go over and check those out. I think you'll love those. Um, we love sharing with the world and leave a five star review. Let's head off the podcast.
0: Treating all athletes with dignity and respect, that's, out, that's not just in our program, that's outside as well, going to football games, going to other events and, and, and treating kids how they, you know, should be treated and, and being respectful because they'll turn around and come to our games because we did that. Right. And then, um, and then just be first class. And then I had my own expectations. I, I had expectations for myself. Um, core values, again, number one, clearly developed a program vision and plan and plan to implement that. I I showed that in this presentation. I wanna work harder and more effectively than any other. I wanna surround the athletes with people of high character and expectations that go to the staff, that may be guest speakers. Um, I wanted to put as many high character people in front of them as I can. Um, I wanna be organized and prepared at all times. Um, Have uh, athletes that properly supervise and care for um, to be, this is not this is huge is to be a great ambassador of our program and our school system. I think that yeah, quote unquote,
1: you can- your own players are your best recruiters because they're marketing your product or your brand. I I agree. I mean, that's they're ambassadors. They're they're mm-hmm. the ones that the little girls want to look up to and want to become. I know.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we go. Um, you know, we we try to go down and uh, mingle with the elementary kids and and do a lunch buddy system and. And those type of things that, that just it gets our kids out one gets our kids out and being recognized within our school system. but our kids, you know those, those younger kids are fired up to see who our kids are and, and see them. Um, but we want to be great ambassadors uh, and we want to sell what we do. Um, we want others to envy that um, and then promote. I think that's a huge thing in coaching is you've got to promote not only your kids. Um, like we talked about on social media, and not only your program, like we talked about on social media, but you've got to promote your staff. That is huge. You've got, if your staff is doing great things for you and and they aspire to be head coaches in the future, you've got to promote them within and sell them just as much as you yep. sell yourself in yep. your own program.
1: It's like being a freshman player and a sophomore player, and then a varsity player. The coaches want to do the same things. You want coaches like that. You definitely want coaches like that.
0: And you you hit it on the head earlier saying, you know you wouldn't be where you are if it, you didn't have the staff I'm not naive to that. my guys are phenomenal uh, and and they are going to be great head coaches and I would do anything in the world to help them reach their goals right and and I as a coach have got to promote that not only to yes. um, our kids but other coaches around our area that ask and and through um, just giving them a sense of ownership within our program. You know, I think it's important that I'm not the only, I'm not the only brain in the office that right. I've got to take, I've got to value, or excuse me, I've got to um, take what they say and, 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 and respect it, hear it. I've got to make the final decision, but that relationship grows over time as well. And, and our coaches right now, I mean, my assistant coach Reed Smith is, is, is the best scout person i've ever seen at any level um
1: his attention to detail is the thing is when you find a good staff i've said this in other podcasts i i mean i talk like 30 percent of practice now or 40 percent of practice because we are like a well-oiled machine and i i literally i have a i have an assistant coach if nate's listening that does my scouting like he does he comes he it's like a college program I, I we try to run it that way like he takes that team he takes it and then he comes back to me, gives me the information, gives me the clips, blah blah blah, the scout, and I go through it. And then I'll ask some questions, and I'll go through it with the team. It's unbelievable when you find people like that. Find their what I tell coach head coaches is find your assistant coaches' superpower too. Like mm-hmm. like my like Nate is a great organizer. He's a great X and O guy. He he's great at scouts. Those are his superpowers. I'm going to feed his superpowers because it makes all of us better. It makes him better. Um, so that, I think that that's a life lesson, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, every, every coach has
0: their own knack, like what they're great at. And I think you, that's, that's a great reference to, you know, finding what they're great at and utilizing it because, and, and, you know, this as a as a head coach, the kids don't always come to me for everything. Sometimes they'll come to your assistant and uh, good
1: cop, bad cop. Sometimes you yeah, got to be bad cop. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And I think putting them in front of our kids in a, in a, in a head coaching style, like letting them, like, I do some things in our practice plan that they drive home the emphasis rather than me. They need right. to hear their voice sometimes over than me. Now they're fine tuned to my voice. Right. However, they need to understand what he's doing um, is important as well. You
1: use a whistle practice.
0: I do. I do use okay. a whistle. Uh, I'm not whistle driven on, on control sometimes. Um,
1: I don't I, do. use, I haven't used one in 25 years.
0: I, I'm a whistle guy. I,
1: I think you know why? It, because I want them in tune with me. Yeah. Like, I don't care if the whistle, I don't care if the whistle goes off in a game and it blows, you know, half the okay. time the whistle's wrong. Yeah, Those I think I don't want to be
0: whistle driven. Like I don't like to stop yeah. practice a lot. I try not to stop it, especially through mistakes. They got to learn through mistakes. And But I think I've, I think it's just a personal thing for me because, you know, usually when a practice goes bad and I start to get frustrating, that whistle starts to get, I start to chew down on that whistle a little bit harder. So I think it's just really for me more than it is for the purpose of the whistle. But, (laughs) um, but the last thing I think is, is extremely important for a coach, any coach, whether young, old is understanding your why I believe it's extremely important to understand why we do things. Um, Because if you don't, you lose, you lose, the end focus of what you're really doing it for in
1: everything. Like I can tell you from the, from the, the coaches I've been talking to about practice, like you should ask about why you do everything. Like, why are you getting on the bus that way? Why are you mm-hmm. like, everything should have a why. Yep. Um, sometimes it's hard to come up with the answer to the why, but everything should have a why. I think no, that's
0: great. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And if you don't, it's like you talked about earlier, it's like you lose that motivation to, right. you know, but here's my why. My why is that I feel like every athlete deserves a coach who believes in them. that's I think that every every athlete deserves something like that, and then it's obviously to me it's bigger than ball. This it picture is. here is for pancreatic cancer. We had a, a, a mama close to our program that heard lost her daddy pancreatic cancer. She does this huge um, huge fundraiser week and and we dress in purple. Well all of our kids dressed up in purple that has nothing to do with basketball right but um it has everything to do with um supporting others and being there for others and it, it that is my why Well, I, I, when i
1: tell the youth coaches that are listening you do not want to be a kid's last coach <laughs> like, that should be your goal in life like obviously as head coaches in the high school level we might be their last coaches just because of ability but I never want to be a kid's last coach. Like when I was a youth coach, I always thought about that. I don't want to be the last one. I want them to love the game and keep playing it. So um yeah. so yes, yeah. yeah, so your contact stuff. I will put I'll put all this in the show notes so if people want to get a hold of you and or call you or tweet at you or Yeah. You have Snapchat coach? Sounds good. Do you have Snapchat?
0: Do I have Snapchat? I do not, man. I do not I probably should but.
1: you should you should like, so i I I've only had it for two years and I'm an old dog but I got it had my assistant set it up for me and I basically have a chat and they call it like it's coach Colin with coach they have a they have a chat with coach and it's like highlighted. So they that's know cool. when they're snapping in that one, I'm on it and then they have one without coach.
0: I don't know. I just I have a Facebook and I have Twitter and yeah, I have Facebook, Instagram.
1: they're not on Facebook though. The parents are on Facebook, the kids aren't on Facebook.
0: I have an Instagram. They like it's Instagram. Really, Instagram's it's good just to monitor really them. It's yeah. not really to – it's Instagram's not really Instagram's good
1: me. for pictures and stuff like that. TikTok's kind of they're kinda of That's TikTok. the big
0: yeah, that's the big deal. And I I'm sorry, some of these things that I just as it evolves, I don't know if I'm ready to
1: evolve with it. I I just try to just because I, I was doing TikToks for like two for like a month when this quarantine started just so they could see me like yeah. that you know me being funny and doing dad jokes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. So some questions for me. Tell me. Um. Tell me your coaching philosophy in one sentence. Uh,
0: just coaching philosophy in general.
1: Yeah, You're, in one sentence. Oh
0: man. Um. I think it goes back to some of the things that we want to, we want to, we want to build. I want to put a product out there that our, our community and our players and our coaching staff can be proud of.
1: Okay. That's, that's a perfect. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think your biggest challenge is?
0: As a head coach? Yeah. Um, I think, I think biggest challenge is always going to be um, I think the biggest challenge for me is never feel like i I know everything. Um, is always coming, continuing to be, uh, you know, the cliché word right now, the high word is a lifelong learner, um, and and never settle with just mediocre. I think always trying to challenge myself is my biggest challenge. Um, um, I like to push myself farther than um, you know than to be expected probably, but I want I want um, I want to be great at what I do. However, I don't want to be overly complex at what I do where, it, where I screw things up. Um, and so I want to – I think the biggest challenge for me as a head coach is just continuing to better myself every year, um, continuing to promote my program, to continue to be successful and relevant. Like we talked about earlier, is you want to be relevant. You want to be – you know, not, not for me, but I want to know – I want everybody around us to know what, what we're doing in P Ridge and what we're doing as a school district.
1: Um, so. Yeah. I think the lifelong learner thing, I wish I knew as much as I did in my twenties. Cause I thought I knew everything in my twenties. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't think I know anything now. So it's one of the reasons I started the podcast. I wanted to learn more things. So yeah, I think lifelong learner, you know, that growth mindset, it, it is the kind of the thing mm-hmm. to say, but yeah. it's true. You yeah. see my, where we're doing my thing, all the books I yeah, have. Um, absolutely. so it's, that's just kind of, um, is there one coaching moment that we could dive into f- f- that would be a learning, uh, learning experience and a success, a failure, uh, a moment in your coaching career that would intrigue or allow the listeners to learn something?
0: Um, I think it, two years ago, um, you know, like I said, the maturation of our of our offense and evolution of our of our offense of where it started to where it's gone. Um, for me, a coaching moment to where I kind of knew exactly where we wanted to go and where it kind of it was like the um, for us. Um, you know, I look at my boys' coach and he runs a lot of sets and and set plays and stuff like that. And I'm a set play guy. I like set plays. I mean, we've had a bunch when I transitioned over to women's sports. Um, we couldn't run a whole bunch because um, – not because they couldn't learn it, but it was just a lot for them to remember. Right. Um, and we have to create this environment of playing all the time because, like, guys, they'll get out and play pickup and, and all that. Girls, you have to force that a little bit. Um, and so it's, – it's,
1: it's my whole theory, like, when they're in fifth grade, a boy has street cred if he can play hoops on the playground at recess – girls don't have that it's different. It's a, it's, it's a different, like, and I think hopefully that's changing. Um, but boys, that's like a hierarchy of when you're an athlete in like, I can see it in the elementary schools.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no
1: social, there's no social prominence when you're a girl and you're, you're doing that. I think that's changing. And I think maybe in 20, 30 years, it'll even be better. It's a, it's a,
0: it's a trending deal. Um, It's a trending, it's trending up. You have your, you have your classes that do do that. Like I've got a group that, that did do that at that age. And then um, you have those ones that are interested in other things. And so um, capturing that lower so you can try to do that, is important as a head coach, that's hard because you've got it. That's, that's something that's taught. That's not something that you just do naturally. I think that's taught. Parents are a big help during that during that process of creating that elect- I mean nowadays like they' come in and play video games and blah 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 they never go outside and um, you have to you have to teach that and, and make that um, something that's important to your program but,
1: What's go
0: ahead Oh back to your question um, yeah. so um, during the evolution of our offense we had a couple years ago we were we were I had a kid it was kind of a cool uh, sequence of events that happened i had um, that kid that I showed you that playing college ball that we went and watched. Um, we were down three points with uh, six six seconds, something like that. And we had the full court to go. And I had one time, or I had two timeouts. And the coach that we were playing ran a, a zone defense and man, had gone to both, uh, played a 3-2 zone, and then had gone to man, switching man. And so – I wanted to run out of the net a transition offense set without burning the timeout with six seconds. The ball goes through the net. a free throw puts him up three, and I wanted to go. Well, at the free throw line, I'm, I'm talking to my point guard at the time, and I said, hey, Holland, we, let's go with this. And, uh, you know, I, I just called out. And Holland, my best player, all-state player, looks at me and goes, oh, my gosh, what is that? And she flinched. And she had a moment of, of uncertainty there. The
1: brain farts, basically. Yes, yeah. yes. It's one and of those bo- things that just happens. That, yeah. that bothered
0: me because yeah. um, I felt like we had run that in practice. We had, you know, we, we do transition all the time. Um, but if my best player flinches, then I know my other four are not going to be, have the confidence as well. So at the time, the ball goes through the net, I burn one. And I'm like, man, I really didn't want to burn it. I really at least wanted to get to half court. I didn't want, I didn't want them to set – I wanted them to stay in the defense that we're in. So, but I felt like if I, we were just gone, I don't know if we would have got the outcome. Right. That we wanted. So, I tell them – I got one more. I tell them, I said, we're going to advance it. It was only a 30-second timeout, and I wanted to use my full of the second. So, we're going to advance it to half court, and then we're going to run it off the side. That way I can kind of see what they're in. Well, I drew up a set play off the side – for a zone, a set play off the side for a man. And, uh, you know, everybody's good, we're all ready to roll, we get off the sideline, and um, my best player, again, thinks that they're in man, and I'm telling them which one to run versus zone, because they are in zone. And uh, they, she thinks they're in man, so she runs the man set, and my, my point guard runs it correctly and realizes, oh, that's not the action. And the clock's ticking down. Clock's ticking down. Well, she heaves one up off the backboard from half court. Goes in. We'd send it to overtime and end up winning. Got lucky and won. And so the <laughs> whole point of this story was: is I looked at that and I said, I don't want when I call out set plays that have meaningless. If I say, Hey, let's run five or let's run Bama or this, right. that they look at me and go, What is Bama? And how do I correlate that to what we're doing? And so we took our language and trans we, we took our language and, and, and built it even further. And we went all action driven. And so when you see, um, when you see me yell out a verbiage of what something is, if I yell out bang, well bang may be a ball screen in our motion offense. Right. And, right. and so, or if I, you know, I have a um, number system with it as well for floors and positions. Right. And we went completely positionless. Um, it was still running our same offense, but we changed our language. And so now without them knowing I'm running set place without them saying, Hey, it's right, there, and play.
1: there's not the stress of it because it, what, and, and people are listening to this years from now, we're in the, we're in the quarantine stage right now, but kids, kids deal with stress differently. Like. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dw Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And you don't really know how they're going to deal with it until they're put into it. I mean, we can try to simulate it in practice, but you didn't know how your star was going to react. It's that.
0: not her fault. It's, it's not it's her fault. It, yeah. yeah. It's, but, it, but,
1: but, but you, you probably practiced it and she probably knew it. And then something happened in like, that, in that yep. stress of the end of the game caused her to react. She I see it in right. my house. My kid's going to a little Ivy. He's super smart. He's going to Middlebury. He is super unmotivated. He has been motivated for 18 years. He is a great student. He's super unmotivated right now because you know what? He's under stress. He, this isn't, he's not seeing his friends. He's graduating from high school, whatever. Yeah. I, I could care less about that at this point. Um, but, but <sighs> I didn't know how he was going to react to it. Some kids are, some kids want structure. They want more work. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's not against you or her. It's just like, you didn't know that. And that's the, that's for the young coaches. That's where you got to pivot. Like, yeah, okay. We, that had, to, we had to build,
0: we had to, we still kept our same philosophies and all that, but I wanted to trigger that brain activity that when I, that action is called that they know exactly what that action is. Right. And it, there had to be some form of correlation. And, and when you do that as a young coach and you're building, I mean, I, we built our own offense
1: Right. So built it. So did we. We, 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 we. If you saw our offense, you'd say, oh, you know, and we used to run the swing and we used to run blocker mover and we used to run those things because we're Wisconsin. Obviously, that's huge there. <laughs> yeah. but, but we run, we run, we don't run the read and react, but we run the read and react. We don't run the dribble drive, but we run the dribble drive. We yeah. have pieces of this that work for mm-hmm. our kids. Um, so here. Yep. yeah and and next year's team will probably run something similar to this year's team but two years from now I can tell you right now we're going to be very guard heavy is yep. we're going to tweak it again because this will work here or this won't so I love that because you're making them players we
0: have yeah I mean and so we took our motion principles. we run some Jay Wright Villanova stuff yeah um and it was a ball screen motion but we took some of that ball screen action we add, uh, you know, if we wanted to, we could put in a language for flex, or we could put in a language for um, flare screens, or, um, you know, we, we would control that based upon what initial action that, that would be.
1: What, um, all right, next one. What's the what's the hardest concept to teach?
0: I think the hardest concept to teach for us, um, especially when you're starting out, is is teaching them the complete game. Um, I think on the female side, um, because and I would say females and males. There's not a lot of people that sit sit down and watch college basketball or or, or pro basketball anymore. Um, and so understanding what what uh, specific actions are like, what is a flare screen? What is a slip or a curl? Um, you know, what is a, a back screen or a UCLA screen? They don't know that. And so concepts like that, you've got to break. They're them.
1: watching. They're watching highlights. That's yeah. what they're watching on YouTube. Yes. At least boys yeah. are.
0: Or yeah. or they're watching one-on-one moves. I mean, boys are watching, hey, how did Kobe cross over and, and make that guy fall? Right. And, and that's all they care about. But, um, teaching the concepts of how, and, and like you said, read and react is the hardest thing. Like, how to read the defense, that's huge. That's the, I would say, if, if I would say for girls basketball, the hardest thing to teach is how to read what they're doing, not what we're doing.
1: Okay, so I love Rick. I've had Rick on my podcast a ton of times. He is truly an innovator. Truly an innovator. Mm-hmm. It's like five hundred hours to run his read and react. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I've got it down to 30 minutes. I think I can do it in 30 minutes. I, did, I just did a I just did kind of a semi-course. Cause it's too I always kid I always kid him when I talk to him. I go, is that layer 72 or is that layer 97, right? Yeah. It's like my guys can't remember two layers. What are you talking about? Like, um, so it's like keeping it's the KISS method, um, is what I what I think. Um, what's one thing one thing you've learned in the last week?
0: Uh, well, I think, I think everything is probably extended over the last farther than the last week is that, um, with COVID we've had to build kind of a, a virtual off season per se. And, uh, and as you evolve and practice and stuff like that in off season, you can't stay stagnant now that we're not even in the, in the gym. And so you better
1: keep moving. You uh, what keep are you doing on uh, a side note? What are you doing for are you running any youth camps this summer?
0: Well, no.
1: Um,
0: and here's why, um, we usually run a youth camp right as, uh, after graduation. We run That's what
1: party. we do too. Yeah. Yep. We run youth
0: camp and we do second grade or first grade all the way up to seventh. And yep. um, it's a big fundraiser for us, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Sounds
0: yep. similar. Yep. And, so, and we bring in um, you know, a bunch of businesses. We have about probably 15 sponsors. And we can't do that right now. Um, we can't ask those businesses to sponsor, one, because of the economy. That's not fair to our right. community. Um, two, it's hard to ask those parents to make those payments as well. Yep. And so um, this summer, no. The answer is no. I think when we get back to school, so we built we built a virtual program, um, and it's we have um, we ha- we kind of go on like an eight block off season, and so yeah. some of those things like we do like obviously your skill ball handling fundamentals yep. and, and form shooting and all that. And one of the things we did it was competitive drills. That's on the end. We want to be competitive. Well, that's why we're in the gym, and so we had to be we had to be really creative. Um, we stole an app, not stole, but we, we utilize an app. Uh, called home court that our kids yep. do for the competitive because it's time and score. Yep. Um,
1: Those are home courts. Great. Yeah. It's yep. phenomenal. And
0: yep. and so our kids are really bought into that. That's just like one small piece of it, but the good, you know, I always try to look at the glass half full with some of this stuff. This sucks. We can't be, we can't be in the gym building our athletes the way we intended to. Um, that personal relationship part, if you're relationship driven, is very hard as you're not face to face. And so you've got to find ways outside of that. But this is, we've extended this all the way down into our youth club. And so like they get a sneak peek of what we're doing in our program. So those ones that are in our youth club teams get to see what we're doing. And so it's not like, it's not like we're, um, not, Um, even though we're not getting to do the camp, we're still getting stuff down to our younger kids.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's the key is what I think is the key is to get them something to do. um, Especially in the off season. Um, All right. So I'm going to give, go through my rapid fire here. I'll add a couple of these, but um, so I'll just ask you a question. Usually it's a, it's pretty, I call it rapid fire because their answers are pretty quick tend to be um, unless I jump in and then they tend to be longer. Uh, What's your favorite brand of basketball, the ball you play with the round ball. Usually Uh, the reason I say that is because I say brand of basketball and people go, I'm fast break. I'm slow down. It's like the actual ball. What's your favorite ball? Basketball.
0: Did you guys have to go to the new uh, basketball this year? The orange?
1: No, we used used, uh, Spalding TK 1000 or whatever it is. We
0: used to use the waves. The wave is my favorite form of basketball.
1: Okay, that's what? uh, I think it's Wilson. That's Wilson. Now somebody just changed, right? Like the NBA. We did. The NBA we, did, we had to
0: go off to oh what's it called it's like it's like like what we used to play with and out in the yard it's like bright orange
1: really and,
0: can't remember what it so is Ar- but-
1: so the Arkansas State Association must have gotten a good kickback from these people.
0: Somebody made some money. Yeah. Somebody made some money. I'm <laughs> telling you, whenever they change yeah. a ball, yeah. somebody's
1: paying somebody. I'm yeah, telling some, you.
0: Some company got uh, – well, I know that our provider that provides most of our equipment, they, they made a good chunk of money. Yeah,
1: does because everyone needs to buy a new one. Um, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Tough. Okay. Uh, if you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be and why? Uh, wow.
0: It's tough. Just any sporting event? Anything. March Madness. Um, going to the local, I wouldn't even say probably the Final Four. Oh, the final, I fun. took
1: my son to the Final Four and I hadn't been in like 20 years. It was awesome. See Virginia yeah. win it and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah,
0: I would go to that just because it's a you, spectacle. Could, watch game. you yeah. could watch game after game after game and be right in. I think that would be, you know, they did in Oklahoma City, I think last year. And, uh, um, you know, it was right down the road from oh. us. And, so, but
1: it's, okay. um, that would be it. Uh, do you have a superstition?
0: I'm not really a superstitious guy. I, I, I mean, I'm a baseball guy, really, but I'm not, i not, not, no. Baseball
1: guys are the most superstitious know, of them all.
0: No, <laughs> um, I, I take that back this year when we were in our, our uh, regional tournament, it was funny because I'm usually not. And, um, our bus was full. Our cheer had to go with, cheer had to go with our girls down to the, the regional tournament and, And me and my assistant and my intern and our athletic trainer rode in the truck. Well, we won. We had to win two games to get into the regional. And so we all rode down in the truck. Well, then we won that day. And so the next day we were turning around and we had to play again. And so we're all getting on the bus and there was room that time. And I said, no, we're all riding in the vehicle again. We're not changing anything. So. I, I don't
1: want to lie. I, I, I tell the story of Eaton, like, on my first run at the state tournament, I think I I had the the first game of the season, I had, like, a number three at McDonald's. <laughs> and we were undefeated until the state championship every day. Every game I'm
0: had. i a creature of habit too. So maybe more than superstition, but creature of habit.
1: Well, and I tell people, I, they, the, the boys say coach is super, cause I have to like to be, a, I have to be the last one on the bus. There's some things I do, but I said, it's not about, I, if I don't do it, we're going to lose. Yeah. It's more about life. It's about the ritual. Like yeah, we're getting ready yeah. to play. Why mm-hmm. do I have you wear a tie to the, to the day yeah. of the game? Cause I want you thinking about it. Yeah. Um, like it's more about have, that ritual.
0: I have to have, um, um, cinnamon gum before game like it's a oh, yeah, well, if i don't see. have cinnamon it's just if it's if it's mint i'm, I'm out like yeah I, I have
1: i have to have gums it, it keeps me from y'all at the officials more <laughs> that's why i put it in and then it will fall out once in a while i'll pick it up put it back in the student body loves that
0: they go coach that was disgusting yeah. i go Cinnamon gum or cough drops is usually what my (laughs) go-to. I don't know.
1: I used to do that with the gum. I don't know with this COVID thing if I'd put it back in my mouth. (laughs) In the old days, I would. Um, One skill not being taught in today's game. Um, One skill, uh,
0: probably mid-range,
1: mid-range jumper. I told my son, I said, man, there's a golden nugget there in college if you can get a mid-range because it's open.
0: Mid, mid-range, mid-range, everybody's high on free throws and layups. Um, yeah. Excuse me, three points and layups, three-point line and layups.
1: So I think that mid-range is a whole golden gem for some coaches out there. It's, it's open. Part. It's, it's open.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, like, there's one team in our league that, like, we, we stat up. You know, we do a lot of statistics stuff in scout. But, um, you know, if I'm doing a shot chart on, on an opposing team, we'll take about five or six games before we play them. <laughs> and most of our teams are in the paint. Or on the three-point arc, and so well, there's one team that just lives and dies by that 15-footer, and they're good. I mean, they're all good, and um, and it's the style that in which they play. But he's an old-school guy. Like he's he he just retired, but he'd been coaching for 30 years, and so it just shows you that the games evolved but he hasn't and they're still very successful around that mid range right and the
1: thing is it's open like those shot he's probably getting if you can i mean michael jordan made a career on mid range and bank shot closer
0: shots. closer you get to the basket the easier the shots are I mean, right
1: yeah but yeah.
0: yeah that's a lost that's a lost art.
1: it is um one thing you do to relax
0: um i'm a spiritual guy you know i i, I enjoy i a church guy um spending time you know Doing that, so that's that's one way. I'm a big fisherman. I love to fish. Um, I used to fish
1: before I started coaching. Yeah, (laughs) I used to fish. I have,
0: I have, you know, we break our calendar up into a six-season calendar. I have, and I, I say it's eight because I go off-season, preseason, in-season, off-season, preseason, in-season, fishing season. You know, (laughs) we kind of,
1: um. It's got to be hot in Arkansas in the summer, though.
0: It is. When you get to August, it gets a little bit – it gets a little bit. We kind of – we're right in the middle, so you, you get all four seasons really you well. You
1: do. That's nice. That's nice. Um, uh, one coaching technique um, – no, 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 I did that. Uh, best basketball player of all time?
0: Easy. Michael Jordan.
1: The best basketball player you've seen in person?
0: In person? Um, in person, probably Joe Johnson. I watched Joe Johnson play when he was in um, high school down at Little Rock. Phenomenal.
1: Okay. Uh, best game you've seen in person?
0: Um, we had a team. We had a team in our conference. I was. We were We were at a conference tournament. Now, this is – I mean, I could probably go with college or whatever. But I had a team. They were down 28 in, in two and a half quarters, down 28, and came back and won.
1: You remember those. I'm telling you. Oh, you, you don't forget them. It. I mean, and it was one of those
0: things It was like – it was, it was climatic. It was like a, I mean, it was like a scene from a movie. I, know. I mean, when it, it was, and, and that was to punch their ticket to go to the next round. It was phenomenal.
1: You never forget those. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Flexible. Okay. Um. Best coach of all time.
0: I'm a big, I mean, I, I think Shisevsky at Duke is, is probably obviously going to, I think that that's who I would look at. I mean, but there's so many good ones. There's
1: there are, so it is. It's, it, it It. this is one of the harder questions I normally ask.
0: There's so many. I mean, I can, I can name, I can name so many. You know,
1: pop, you can go pop, you can go. Yes. Wood, I, mean, you know, like,
0: pop, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm a big Jay Wright fan. I, think, I know.
1: Like, I mean, there's uh, lots of them. Trust there's me. Tons. Uh, one book we'd recommend, would you, would you use the one you were talking yeah, about? Before? I'd use
0: that one, burn your goals. I think, um, that's a phenomenal book. If you haven't read that, it'll change the way you. It'll change the way you look at things.
1: Okay, and then this is always the last question of the podcast: is what would you tell a young coach or your younger self if you could have a time machine and go back? What would you? What would you say? What would you say to yourself ten years ago, or what would you say to a young coach that's listening to this?
0: Enjoy the process. I think that's number one um, because it is. It's the process. Um, very rarely do we, we land in situations where it's already established. And right. And if it is, you're
1: following a legend, which isn't gonna yeah. be easy either. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah.
0: no. And so just enjoy the process, enjoy the moments, because those are what's gonna make the year fun. Um, have that fire um, that you do for everything, have it in practice every day. Um, build your culture, build your brand. Yeah, you know, your kids and, and not just you, your kids need to know that. Um, it's
1: the kids memories. Kids. I'm telling you, it's the memories. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've won, we, we I mean, we've been a to state tournament 10, I don't know, even 10 times and won three state. T- I mean, we've been there, but it's the memories. It's the things, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's the bus rides it, Yeah. you know, it's all those memories. And that's what you I know was, we were,
0: we were down at state finals with the boys and I was the head girls coach at the time. It was my first year, but it was that first class that I had here. And the boys coach, he said, hey, I could really use you if you – I would like to bring you if you wouldn't mind sitting on the bench. And I said, sure. You know, I mean, these are my kids. I had right. them. Um, he only had a two-man staff at the time. Could he use the help? And, um, and so I we get down there, and I just remember telling him, like, dude, just take it all in. Like, th- this is hard. It's, there's so many things that go into a state title run that have to go right.
1: My best, my best team didn't win it. My best yeah. team didn't win it. I've, it didn't. It had three Mister Basketballs. It had an NBA guy. My best team didn't win it. Yeah. The stars have to align perfectly. Mm-hmm. Gotta stay healthy. You no, know, look at Virginia last year. Virginia won a couple games that they shouldn't have won, mm-hmm. and they were a really, really, really good team. Very good. Yes, <laughs> but Very, the, but the stars defensive aligned defensive perfectly team. for them that year. You know, other than
0: Texas Tech, probably the best defensive team in it.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's like, that's what that, so yeah, I always tell people take those, take those visual pictures, Mm -hmm. um, and every, those are the memories that, you know, the birth of your child, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the day you met your wife, all those things, those are memories. Those are, that's what you're going to remember. And I think you're right about the process coach. All right. So you didn't we didn't break the record as far as length goes. Cause I think the length the record's like three hours, but we're 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 in that good category. So I really do appreciate you taking time out to do this. This was great. It's A lot of cold nuggets. It's
0: been fun. I, I hope
1: to hope to get to do it again. I'd love to love to talk. I know we didn't get to X's and O's part. We'll get to X's and O's.
0: I'll put you on the list. That's, that's
1: always fun, so yeah, we'll do that. Awesome. All right. Hold on, coach. Um I got to stop my recording here. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. um, We love those. Um, And send me an email, steve at t Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out t for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: With lucky landslots,
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom?